I want to know how you felt when you heard some news and some developments today in the two slain EPS officers uh, here in our city, Constables Travis Jordan and Constable Travis, or uh, Brett Ryan, excuse me. Uh, Now we're finding out that after much speculation, the gunman in this case was also related to the event that took place a week prior in the same area in Inglewood, a shooting at a pizza hut in that area. Uh, There was a lot of of conversation and, as I said, speculation, rumors going around in our city and uh, at a press conference today, EPS seemed to connect the two. Let's get some details and find out exactly what it is that we do know about this ongoing investigation with Global Edmonton's reporter, Nicole Stilger, who's joining me. Nicole, thank you so much for making the time. Hey, Chelsea, no problem. So, as I said, there's been a lot of speculation. Many people, internet sleuths seeming to sort of connect these two uh, incidents. And now EPS seemingly have confirmed that. Can you tell us what we know? Yeah, Chelsea, well, basically... At today's news conference, police say that a bullet casing recovered from that shooting, which was on March 12th, has been forensically matched to the firearm that was recovered from the Baywood apartment complex, where, of course, Constables Brett Ryan and Travis Jordan were fatally shot on March 16th. So police say they believe the same 16-year-old is responsible, but, of course, they are still very much investigating. Now, more from today, detectives say they're also working on tracing the origins of the gun and essentially how the suspect got it. When it comes to the, you know, to the march, the tragic March 16th shooting, police say there's no information information to suggest that gun was in the home when the call to police was made. There's also been a lot of talk around the the shooter's name and how it has not been released yet. Mm-hmm. Police did acknowledge that as well. They're saying. They are not going to release the shooter's name at this time, basically saying it could compromise the investigation. There are still a lot of avenues to go down here. Now, another thing we heard today, um, and we had uh, essentially had this information from the moment of the tragic shooting, but police did confirm because yesterday the medical examiner conducted an autopsy on this 16-year-old suspect, and it did confirm that that 16-year-old died of a single self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head. We also heard about the condition of the teen's mother, who, whom he shot on March 16th as well. She is in hospital in serious but stable condition. Police said she can't talk, but they have been communicating with her non-verbally and say she's expected to make a full recovery. As for the man that was shot at the Pizza Hut to go in the area, He is also still in hospital in critical but stable condition. Nicole, we know that the 16-year-old's father was also on the scene uh, when the two officers were shot. Have we heard any comments from him or do we expect to? We haven't heard much from police about that part of things. It wasn't really acknowledged today, only that the family, the father, and everyone is cooperating with the investigation, but no more developing details when it comes to, to him. And what do we know about the the prior shooting that took place at this Pizza Hut? Do we have any sort of information in terms of motivation or or, or what really caused that shooting? What drew the, the 16-year-old to do that? Mm-hmm. And, you know, police did acknowledge that people want to know this stuff and they are looking into it. But at this point, there is no motive for either of the shootings. And that's still something that they are very much investigating police did say today there's other exhibit items um they're looking at like the shooter's phone and a computer they're actively searching trying to get into but um you know still a lot of question marks 
Yeah, and a lot of frustration, I think, that's felt throughout the entire city with some of those questions. Do we expect that we will eventually find out a name once this investigation continues? You know what, I don't want to say for sure, but police did sort of reiterate that it's at this time that they're not releasing the shooter's name. They say any information that's released preliminary, pretty much that's released too soon could compromise the investigation. So that information will come out when police believe um, it's a good time to do so. One thing I will say as well, you know, the news conference today did start with um, the acknowledgement of, you know, the past week and how incredibly painful it's been for the families and for, you know, the EPS families as well. They did say, you know, the outpouring of support for the family and for police from the public has not gone unnoticed and it's very much appreciated. Nicole, thank you so much for making the time. Really appreciate your work on this. Of course, Chelsea. So, uh, as Nicole said, we heard from uh, an Edmonton Police Service press conference earlier today happening around 1 o'clock this afternoon that they are connecting the gunman in the case of the two slain EPS officers and the shooting the week prior at a pizza hut in Inglewood, which I think just adds to that frustration and that anger that so many of us are feeling. And as I mentioned, there was a lot of speculation here in the city, uh, many people connecting the two just based on the proximity of the two locations of of these shootings. And it just, it makes it so frustrating to know that maybe, maybe we might have had a, a hint to how dangerous and violent this individual was. Uh, as, of course, we're all still trying to cope and reconcile with with such a tragic and senseless event that's taken place in our community.